This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We are celebrating our 75th anniversary today with a very special show. We are live on location at the Anvil Center. This is at 777 Columbia in New Westminster. The Anvil Center is where commerce, culture, and community meet. If you'd like to learn more, visit anvil-center.com. Come on down and visit us, too. We've got food. You should see the lineup for the food right now, courtesy of Truffles. Uh, So come on down and join us. We would love to hear you. Now, if you were listening to CKNW in the late 1990s and the early 2000s, you very likely heard our next guest in the afternoons. It's Jennifer Burke, then known as Jennifer Mather. She hosted the Jennifer Mather Show on CKNW right up until 2005. Now, her career didn't, though, begin with the talk show. Before she was speaking behind the mic, she sat behind the board. She was a sound engineer here when she was only 19 years old. What was it like climbing the ranks at CKNW? What are some of her favorite memories? Well, we had a chance a couple of days ago to catch up with her, and here's what she told us. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us for this little uh, walk down memory lane that we're doing here. When did, <laughs> when did you start at CKNW? Oh, my gosh. That, you know, that involves me doing math and also <laughs> revealing how old I am. So I'm not sure if I want to do either. But I do remember uh, James Richardson hired me. Doug Rutherford likes to take credit, but James is the one uh, who hired me out of BCIT journalism program. I was working there and he hired me to be an operator. I... Uh, ran the control board, and I'm going to say I started when I was 19, wow. two years out of high school, so maybe 87, 88 was my first year at CKNW, and basically I did the lowest possible job you could possibly do there. <laughs> and yet you worked your way up. You were here kind of on and off for quite a while. I was. I was actually there for a long time because I would run Jack Cullen shows on Sunday nights. I'd run Red Robinson shows. You know, you'd operate the control board. And, and this was back when you had to load the reels, the tape to tape, and then you'd splice and then edit them. And they'd call in and chat. And, you know, Hal Davis was uh, running a show back then as well. So I would do the control board for them in the evening times and play, you know, all the golden oldies. Yeah. Um, and I did that for a few years and then started, you know, hanging out in the newsroom because that was where my first interest and love was and when you're surrounded by people like Warren Barker and mm-hmm. George Garrett and Pat Markley you know the lone uh, female Pat voice Markley, back yes. in the day yeah yeah I mean you it, you start to it, you just start to breathe news through osmosis and that's where I wanted to be so um, then I got a job as a community cruiser person and you know it's driving that little van all around New Westminster and the GTA at the time reporting on local events and and then CSMI, the sister station, hired me to do morning news. So it kind of went from, you know, AM to FM, but we shared space. So I, I like I say, I sat next to J.P. McConnell for years, Neil McRae, rest his soul, for years, right? And you yeah. you <laughs> learn a lot. I learned a lot, and not a lot of it I can repeat on air, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was wondering about that, because eventually you oh were goodness. the female voice on the you had a talk show on CKNW back when it was not very common at all across the country for women to have a talk show on the radio. What was that like? And I'm grateful to Tom Plasteris for that, but because I got that job, it, you know, it was from filling in for Fanny Kiefer. It was filling in with, you know, John McComb and Philip Till, and I learned a lot from those veterans and those professionals. I mean, I almost wish them that I could go back and do it again, because I think, I feel like even though I was in my 30s when I did the talk show, 
um, when I did get my own talk show in the afternoon, I just feel like I was so young then. And now, <clears throat> not that I'm old, but I do <laughs> it would be feel, different. you know, after you, well, it, it would just be different. And also when you leave Vancouver and British Columbia, and because I live in Toronto now, and I've been working here now for 10 years, I work for CTV News Channel, and you see the province from afar, you get a different perspective. And, and it's fascinating. It really is. And I, I, I've been invited to come back and, and moderate the leadership debate because I still keep my eye on BC a lot. I'm there a lot. I have family there. So I, I just sometimes wish I could go back and do it again. But I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had. It, it's, it's such an institution. And, you know, I loved watching you progress as well. Same kind of route, right? We yeah, went from very similar, being a yeah. television anchor. Yeah. And people ask me, and I'll ask you this because I'm still a curious news journalist. <laughs> okay. Do you like radio better than TV? People ask me that all the time. Which do you prefer, radio or television? It's so funny. You're right. I get asked that question several times a week by people who stop me. Yeah. And I tell them the truth that right now, I really prefer radio right now. I think the way everything is so instant and, you know, everybody wants instant gratification. Radio right now is the place where you go to get more context. And I can actually explain something to people where you don't often get that opportunity in television anymore. Ditto. And you know this, as a news anchor, you cannot have an opinion, yeah. theoretically. Now, on News Channel, we do a little bit more in-depth stuff, so you can actually explore issues. It's a lot like radio and TV, um, but for radio, I always found, first of all, you had to have an opinion, mm-hmm. and you could editorialize. And one thing that it helped me do so much, I had to write an editorial every day, and I remember talking to Bill Good about this. How do you do it? Because he would pound out his yeah. editorials like, in the blink of an eye, and I would struggle and fret and weep over every word. And then as you did it more, it was like exercising this new muscle, and you started to have a voice and a bigger voice, and you were allowed to. And so there's nothing like talk radio. There Mm -hmm. really isn't. And my gosh, to be able to train uh, at CKNW and groom yourself there and learn and then go away and come back, it was such a gift. I, I'm forever grateful for that. You mentioned being in, around such great big names, Warren Barker, Neil McCray. Did any of them ever give you advice that really stuck with you that you remember? <sighs> you know, that's a great question. Lots of people gave me advice. Yeah, <laughs> Clearly I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it was just watching. And, you know, Gord McDonald, uh, we were probably around the same age. He, he was a rookie, I think, when I started there, when I was like 19 as well, I right? Thought, I thought Gord had and, always um, been here. <laughs> I feel like he has. I feel like he has. But, you know, just uh, listening and watching. And I think if I had advice for someone starting in the business, besides don't start in the business <laughs> right now, <laughs> but it would be... It would be listen more than you talk. And, and so I think when I look back, I, I wish I had listened more than I had talked, even when I was doing talk radio, right? And I mean, listen to your audience, listen to the callers, mm-hmm. right? That's um, so true. The great, lots of people gave me great advice. Phil Till was amazing, I got to say, and John McComb and Bill Good. I, you know, those were the, the gentlemen that I worked around. I think I think people should also understand what goes on behind the scenes. And you know this, your yeah. producers, right, your researchers, like none of that happens. Watching Rafe Mayer work, I mean, it was scary. Like I, I would tiptoe around his office, but, <laughs> but boy, he, he was a legend, you know. Yeah, and, was... then, and then I got his office, Tim. I got his office, and you did know you why really? I got his office after he left? I did because I had a baby, and CKNW let me bring my baby to work 
And I had, you know, a nanny looking after her while I'd be on the air. And then during, like, commercial breaks in the newscast, I'd run out and I'd nurse her in my office, which would be Ray Rayner's office. And I'm sure he would have, like, rolled over (laughs) if he knew that. (laughs) I was nursing in his office. You know what? That's just but, uh, one of the great stories that makes uh, NW such an amazing place for 75 years. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Great to talk to you, Simi. My best to everybody out there, and congratulations on the anniversary. Oh, that was so great. That was our conversation earlier this week that we had with Jennifer uh, Burke. Back then, Jennifer Mather, she wanted to come out for the uh, anniversary. Unfortunately, she lived in Toronto. She was working. She couldn't make it, but we're so glad we were able to have her on today. Uh, And all the stories that she had to tell, they were great ones.